1: Hey there, Knicks fans. How you doing? It's your boy, Jonathan Macri with you for another episode of the Knicks Film School podcast. We are back better than ever. Third time's the charm. We're getting this this pick draft right this time. I thought the first two were pretty good though. Um, Hope you're enjoying your summer. Hope you're enjoying our summer content as there is uh, no news to report still because it's August and apparently nothing ever happens in August. Uh, before we get to the nothingness that is happening or not happening in August, um, my esteemed colleagues, first and foremost, Jeremy Cohen. Hello, sir.
2: Hello, John. Yeah, still nothing. I got to tell you, it's been a breeze. Really nice to just kind of not even think about a lot with the Knicks. Just, uh, you know, I haven't looked at my spreadsheets in a couple of weeks. I feel free. I can't wait to go back to a certain point but for now just nothing smooth sailing love it are your spreadsheets feeling lonely is the question that i have no i think we both agree that we need space you, we we're on a break of, we're, we're <laughs> exactly do you even get that reference i do get that reference okay uh, just, yes you know i might go into other spreadsheets and see what happens so you know i don't know if that spreadsheet will be mad because even though we're on a break, I went to the other spreadsheets. But you know, you never know. That's fine. You got to
1: you got to make sure your spreadsheets don't talk to each other. That's true. Or work at the same bar. Yeah, or so I've heard. That's, that's a problem.
2: You always got to think about the trail, Jeremy. It's true. Spread the sheets, but don't let the sheets spread to each other because then mm. it's just a nightmare. Holy <laughs> sheet! It's just bad. Where you can
3: tell it's summer, folks, and mm-hmm. we're off the rails. <laughs> The, the the
2: rails happen year round. It's it's not just the summer, if we're being honest. Yeah, but the rails really don't exist in the summertime. Angel Claudio, hello, sir. Hi, John. How are you? I'm great.
1: Uh I have jerry-rigged a a podcast setup at your behest here as I record from my in-laws' house uh on what is the penultimate day before my long-awaited vacation. Um and uh, I, I hope this is, is this, is this to your liking, Mr.
4: Producer?
3: It was fine when you asked me before we started recording and it's, it's very <laughs> I, fine I, now. I promise. I, I, I wouldn't have let you start if it, if we weren't. If I we were just want all the
1: listeners and viewers to know the length, which I go to, to make
3: you happy. Yes. Brought a microphone with him. That's, that's the length to which he, he went. Yeah. I got the bag. I put it in the bag. I closed mm-hmm. the bag. I brought the, lots of things. Andrew, lots of things. I'm thankful. And on behalf of the listeners, we're thankful.
1: Uh, So we were bantering as we uh, want to do before the show. And Jeremy was like, is there any Knicks news we should talk about before uh, the event of the day, which is the third pick draft? And me and Andrew shrugged like idiots. Uh, But Jeremy, you said you have something that you wanted to say. So
2: please, the floor is yours. I actually have two thoughts, but I'll start with the first one. There we go. Uh, the first one is so. Again, one of the benefits to not doing a whole lot is it lets me clear my mind, and then I can think of things maybe a little bit more thoroughly. Uh, I have the benefit of hindsight and all that. But I'm also listening to podcasts, and I feel like I'm now at the point where it's not that I—I'll start with Donovan Mitchell. It's not okay. that I want Donovan Mitchell less; it's that there is just still less of a desire to go as far to getting him as there was before. So, like uh, beforehand I said, you know, my max absolute max would be two unprotected first three protected first and grimes. And I think with the protected first, it was more like one of those is going to be uh, like, they're not, it's not going to be the wizards pick, which I know you agree, John is the most valuable. It's probably going to be the bucks. It's going to be the pistons. It's going to be um, the Mavs picks, so those types of things. But Thinking it through more and more. I understand jazz fans would push back on it and that's fine, but I just, I'm at the point where it's, I'm not giving up a max of five picks and Quentin Grimes. And I, again, I, I really like Grimes. I know you, you're a very big fan of his um, for me. I'm, I'm trying yeah. to pump the brakes because of how exciting summer league was remembering. It still was summer league. There is the idea that he's starting and it's more, you know, I'm happy to see him start. I don't buy the, the idea of you know you have to put Evan Fournier there because it's a sunk cost because well it, that shouldn't matter you just invest 104 million dollars over four years in Jalen Brunson so you'd rather have that be better maximized than being like well it's uh, you spent money on both so you have to play both together you don't have to do that but I just it's a feeling of where for me you don't you don't have to get Donovan Mitchell right now I've still been very much on the hey let's wait a year if we can do it train. Um, if that's possible, great. If not, you know, again, I just don't feel for the Knicks. There's a, there's as much of a desperation side. That being said, I think both sides still agree to the deal because it just makes too much sense for them not to, but I've just kind of come off of the max prices. Now. Yeah. If you're including Grimes and he's going through, then it's the two unprotected picks. They're going to be 24, 26, and it's going to be, you know, maybe the Pistons pick and the wizards pick something like that or you know wizards pick and the bucks pick yeah something like those lines but it's not going to be as overwhelming as possible and i will say the i've talked to him as well about this but because when i was listening to you and john talk about the pod and there was the mention of like well what happens if you give danny ainge a, a future first like 27 28 or 29 yeah and the thought i had was well I don't know if Ainge wants that because that gives the Knicks the ability to build better in the shorter term, and then that could decrease the value of that future pick. So a long way of just saying maybe Ainge doesn't come down from his initial ask, and that's fine. I that I, he has that he has every right to do it. Yeah. I just uh, I feel like my ask or my max offer is is coming down as the weeks. I overall. mean. What you're essentially saying is you are you're comfortable not
1: getting Donovan Mitchell because I correct me. I mean, I don't know, I don't have words in your mouth. I'd be I don't think that's that offer is getting accepted by Denny age. Three of the protected picks and two Knicks picks in the years that you said, especially.
2: Yeah, it's more it goes back to even what Fred Katz's article was, which is that the Knicks can offer an A-level yep. package. And that, again Jazz fans would say, well, we don't have to trade Donovan Mitchell. You're right. You don't. It's just a matter of, do you want to sit through another year where the jazz got worse while pretty much every single team in the West got better, except for the teams that like the Spurs or the Rockets or the Thunder Mm -hmm. that really have no interest in competing whatsoever. Is that better than just kind of cutting the ties? And it's why I, I go back to the whole point of the jazz have leverage because they have Donovan Mitchell and the Knicks have leverage because they have the leading offer to get Donovan Mitchell. It can sway both ways, but both teams have some form of leverage here. It's just a blinking cont- or staring contest until we no, get it there. Is. I feel it, why push it. Let time go on
1: a uh, couple things. One, you've mentioned now a few times uh, jazz fans may disagree. I don't really give a fuck with jazz fans,
2: think. nor do I, but I know that, Jazz fans, obviously, I'm sure jazz fans care Donovan. what jazz fans think. Of course, they prioritize Donovan Mitchell in a way that we maybe don't. And I know you're a huge fan of Mitchell, and I'm I'm a big fan too. I'd be happy to have him here. But yeah. it then goes back to the great newsletter you wrote, which is that if Danny Ainge thought that Donovan Mitchell was that elite, he yeah. wouldn't be trading him. But yeah. He is on
4: the block.
1: Yeah. No. I, I all true. Um The second thing is I uh, as I'm taking the next week off or trying to take next week off. I've been front, front loading newsletters and I wrote for the first time, tried to do a little bit of a deep dive for myself more than anything about what next year's team would look like and how they would play and maybe even what kind of record they would have, where they would fit in in the East as currently constituted, not with Donovan Mitchell. And I got to tell you, as I was writing about it and I was thinking about it and I was thinking of my God, this is going to be the best bench in the league. Um, and I'm not sure it's gonna be close. And the fact that they now have that horse who is an efficient horse in Jalen Bronson, like it's exciting. Like, I no one's I, I don't think anyone's talking themselves into like, oh, this is a team that is going to, you know, win a playoff series. I'm not there, but it's a it's a I think it's gonna be a good team, it's gonna be a fun team. I think it's gonna be a team that gets back to the ethos of the of the Big 15 season. All that being said, I think I would still go a little heavier on the on the package to get Mitchell. But I will say this, the longer it has gone on. Like, I, again, I, I, I will admit when I uh, when objectivity eludes me. And I think when the initial wave of Donovan Mitchell emotion, like kind of swept like, holy shit, he's there we we're we're apparently the lead horse in this race to get him. We can get him. They want to get him. The jazz want to get rid of him. Like all this stuff. It's like, Oh my God, you start thinking about what is that going to look like? What, what, you know, where could this go from there? And I was very swept up in that. And I still want him for what he could do on the court. But I think as more time has gone on, I, and and as, as i'm saying these words I, I i picture how i would react if another team traded for him and that's the thing that i keep coming back to and i and that's the last thing I'll, I'll ask you before we move on if you have your stance right you have your stance like you're okay playing hardball right and i don't know the heat the raptors the fucking whoever pick a team trades for him tomorrow you're telling me like Presuming it's a hefty package. I don't know what hefty is going to look like. But presuming it's a hefty package. You're telling me you'd be cool with that.
2: Yeah. I mean, look, here's the way I see it. Um, I still don't see the heat as having the necessary means. And I also don't think Pat Riley has ever really done that before. He's never made kind of that all in deal to my knowledge where it's let's maximize this core right i mean is, is there anything that you can think of like well i mean other than jack but that's a different kind of animal right and then he yeah. was you know at the closer to the twilight of his career than it was yeah. the his prime or at least oh. the beginning of it like it was it was the, the, his prime was the door on his prime was closing it, it didn't it
1: didn't quite close yet but yeah i point
2: taken right so if they have a lesser package and they're not able to do it and you have of course i know it's always going to be business but you know, we know that there's yeah. a history with Ainge and That's Riley. It's just, it's not great. So, yeah. and I feel like they're not gonna forget that and take a lesser package. But you're talking about the Raptors, okay? Um, I guess it'd have to be a three-team deal, presumably, because they because would Ainge want doesn't Fred seem Andy to want or yeah. Gary Trent jr. OG and Anobi. So yeah. like, yeah, they could, but they're also uh, potentially in the midst of a KD pursuit. So that kind of gums up the works there. Yeah. And you're you right. know, I, like, I still think the Hornets deal, I, I get what you're saying in terms of the value of the 27, the 29 firsts, but, Oh, I'd walk to Charlotte if I was Danny Ainge to get those picks. Sure. (laughs) But that's also, I think the Hornets shouldn't do it. And I I don't think, listen, I think Hornets fans would say the Hornets shouldn't do it. I just never count out a desperate owner. But if you're, this is why it's so fascinating too, because Donovan Mitchell, every indication is he wants to go to a larger market in 2025. So if you're a small market team and you have three years to build before you run the risk of him walking for nothing, is that worth it? It's not really not. The the answer is no. Right. It's not. And so then, what big market teams are able to trade for and then likely retain Donovan Mitchell? And you look at it's not going to be the LA teams. It's not Chicago. It's it'd be the Nets if they dismantle it in the three team deal. It's the Knicks, Miami. But we just talked about them. I I guess you could count Toronto. They're like you know they're a big market, but I don't know if they're necessarily viewed that way. But they're certainly no you. you it's a great, it's great basketball. It's a great town, period. Jeremy, that's, you're spelling it out. The, know, the odds on another team doing
1: it are very low. I'm just merely saying from, I, I can't sit here and and say at one side of my mouth, like, cool, play hardball. It's all good. Whatever happens, happens. And then turn around and tra- like, and be disingenuous. If a trade did, I just want to acknowledge sure. the fact that if he goes somewhere else, I'm going to, I I can't imagine a world in which I'm not, I, a, a less than pleasant emotion, you know, is coming out of me. That's well, all. I guess
2: the the question is, how much would that team have to pay in order I, I, for it to feel like he was kind of taken from underneath? Yeah, like if, and if that, they're if they're doing like two unprotected firsts, and like, um, I'm trying to think what that even that would even mean. Well, that, but you're, be. you're you're making your own point even stronger
1: because it would have to be like teams don't have these protected picks that the Knicks have. And so it wouldn't it be a team giving up for unprotected first. And if another team gave up for unprotected first of their own, I think in that scenario, I'd be like, all right, you know what? I guess tip your cat. Um, but if it was anything less than that, I, I would probably be a little, I don't know.
2: Yeah. We'll see. Uh, yeah. And I guess the I respect second- the point though. Yeah. Appreciate it. Um, and we'll see. It'll drag on until it- <laughs> training camp probably. And then we'll go probably. there. But the second point, which ties into it is there have been, and, and we just had someone come on the pod and talk about it from the Lakers standpoint, but it feels as though the Lakers point of view for someone like Julius Randall with Russ and all that, it feels less and less likely to me as time goes on, especially amidst the potential report or the report, depending on the validity of it, but uh, where the Lakers would be willing to now offer two first round picks for yeah. Kyrie because then you don't need to facilitate a deal. And the thing with Randall, I always thought that the fit itself with him going to LA was a little clunkier than ideal, but you know, the idea that they want to run the offense through Anthony Davis more, and yep. he's going to play the four and you could have Julius Randall in there, but then aren't the Lakers dealing with the same thing that the Knicks might be dealing with now, which is putting Julius in a lesser role than he, or a less high usage role, lower usage role. There's it's no just, great fit for him anywhere. <laughs> sure. Well, I, I still think a team like Charlotte, would make Charlotte. sense. I agree. Mm-hmm. It, it just wouldn't be Gordon Hayward coming back and probably need to be a little bit more complicated than that. But, but still like that's, they go away as an option, which then brings us back to the idea of the Knicks trading with the jazz as a two team deal, not getting involved with LA who knows, but that's just kind of how I felt through the last couple weeks of as reports trickle in, and and the pod that we had,
1: I, yeah, I don't disagree with any of that. I guess I would lean on um, a pod that uh, is not out yet, but will have dropped by the time this pod uh, drops, which is uh, our conversation with Jake Fisher, who just reiterated something that's been stated many times, but he really hammered it home. It's like it, the Durant domino needs to fall, and I think all of us can sit here and. Guess as to what happens after that first domino falls, but ultimately, because first of all, we don't know in which direction that domino will fall. A, B, and we don't we don't know when it's going to fall. Um, like the, it's such a big unknown, and it, it it affects so much of the league. I'm not saying I don't think you're wrong. I just uh, I'm I'm personally I don't I feel comfortable presuming anything at this point. Just because who the fuck knows? <laughs> that's yeah. which I know that's great insight, but like really. Who the hell knows how this is going to shake out ultimately?
2: Yeah,
3: not me. (laughs) Nor, Nor me. There's a certain confidence that comes with being properly groomed. There's an aura, a vibe. You can just tell by the way someone carries themselves. We call this BGE, Big Groomed Energy. And you know the only way to get that BGE? Manscaped. Introducing the best and biggest ultimate hygiene bundle yet the Platinum Package 4.0. Manscaped is already the leader in below-the-waist grooming. Now trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FILMSCHOOL. Manscaped's brand new Platinum Package 4.0 is the biggest bundle they've ever offered giving you a bulk discount on Manscaped's top products. The Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is the one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. They designed this package to allow you to fully align your entire hygiene routine with Elite products. Inside this Platinum Package, you'll find their Lawn Mower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker Era Nose Hair Trimmer, Ultra Premium Body Wash, Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and conditioner. Conditioner, Ultra Premium Deodorant, Crop Preserver Anti Chafing Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Ball Spray Toner, Anti Chafing Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag to hold your goods while traveling. The Lawnmower 4.0 Body Trimmer and Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer feature proprietary advanced skin safe technology to protect your delicate parts and holes. Both are waterproof so you can shave with less mess. In addition to shaving, you can now completely upgrade your shower routine with the Ultra Premium Body Wash and Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner. You'll have your skin and hair feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. Don't forget to apply their Aluminum Free Ultra Premium Deodorant for that cologne quality scent on the go. But it's not just your pits that stink. Your balls can stink too. Thankfully, their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner can solve this problem for you. And once they touch your sack, you'll never go back. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Platinum Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. The Platinum Package 4.0 covers all bases from trimming to showering to leaving the gym smelling nice. This is the best bang for your buck. Don't hesitate. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FILMSCHOOL at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. Manscaped.com and use promo code Film School. Unlock your big groomed energy with Manscaped. And remember, when you trim the hedges, the tree stands taller. Are you guys ready to move on to America and specifically New York's favorite new niche NBA basketball time uh, killer? No, people. Listen, this is where me reading the comments and the reactions helps. And I quote, never stop doing these. They love the pick drafts. Wow. Yes. To her, um, Mom, thank you for writing that. I, yes. I, thank oh, you, Mrs. Jackery. The, check, the check's in the mail. Uh-huh. So are you ready to do the third pick draft? Oh, boy. As uh, ready as I'll ever be. Okay. Based off of your initial research, gentlemen, how are you feeling about this, this crop of players that we're going to get to choose from? John, um, we'll start with you.
1: Uh, I it's really tough because there is so much by way of recency, um, the recent, recent, really good players. <laughs> and I don't think thus far through the first two drafts, we've really had to grapple with like, well, this guy's awesome, but he hasn't hardly played any, you know, enough years yet. Uh, there hasn't been any, like I took Morant in the last draft. Like that's probably the closest thing we've come but again who was like there weren't really a whole lot there, was, there wasn't a whole lot else on the board by that point so I didn't feel too conflicted about it now you're in a situation where like I, you know I don't, I don't want to reveal any names before we gotten started but like we 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 begin to like the third fourth fifth pick and there's a guy who might be on one or more of our minds who's like oh this person hasn't hit their prime yet or is like maybe in the midst of their prime and like I don't know like we're doing this obviously to win. That's all we care about. We care about winning right. the votes. We care about winning your votes, you listener and viewer. And uh, you know, I, I don't know. It, people, it's the eye of the beholder. So, you know, well, that that's
4: something I'm thinking about.
3: Um, so you're I love how you are trying to be cryptic about the fact that Luca was drafted third. Um He was? I- oh, I didn't. I'll didn't come get, up on my research. You're right, Jeremy. And I had no idea. I'm not aren't aware how you feel about Luca, and that you may really want him. Oh, he is, he, I think he has some value above replacement. I don't. I, don't, I wouldn't put a number on it. Though. Gotcha. Okay. Um. That you've never compared him to another player drafted third in the NBA draft. You're right. You're,
1: listen, I I may have compared him to Buck Williams at some Buck point.
3: <laughs> Remember, Jeremy, though, do you have any any thoughts, about the third pick in general?
2: Yeah, I do. Um, just uh, well, I'll I'll say this: if if Stu Inman were in this draft, he'd probably get it right this time. <laughs> uh huh. Maybe not though. Maybe who's that? Pick. Who is that? Yeah. Uh, well, he's he uh, was the Blazers GM. Okay. As you say, for oh. those who don't know, yeah. Good call. Good Sam call. Bowie. Second overall 1984, but yeah, you know, I mean, this is um, have a lot of great names, a lot of good names. There's certainly a drop off after a certain point. And then there's another drop off, but the, really? the first one is pretty steep. Yeah, yeah, it, it can interesting. Be. I why actually why do you hate RJ Barrett? Ah, he did it. He did it. Okay. Why well are done, you John. thinking that I'm not buying RJ Barrett <laughs> is the best player taken third overall? Listen. It that, says more about you than it does about me. Number because, one overall because, pick. Yeah. RJ Barrett, Adam Morrison, Field.
3: <laughs> well, um, I'm excited. Well, the Knicks obviously recently had, as we just mentioned, the number third pick in the draft, and it is a player near and dear to all of our hearts. I have some trivia that I have now finalized for this draft um, that I would like to throw at these fine gentlemen. Um, For those who I guess didn't listen to the first two picks drafts for the first and the second pick draft. um, We probably should have started with that. The concept that we're going with is we're taking all of the players taking a specific pick in the NBA draft. And John, Jeremy, and I, with the draft order that's to be determined in a few minutes, are going to take turns selecting players to fill out a five-man team with a two-man bench. So it's a center, two forwards, two guards, and then a two-man bench that can't be the same position. Um, We did the first pick. We did the second pick. And today, we are attacking the third pick in the NBA draft, in which there have been 11 Hall of Famers. Um, including, actually, I'll I'll hold the including for a second, 10 NBA MVPs, um, four for Will Chamberlain, five for Michael Jordan, and one for James Harden, seven mm-hmm. Rookies of the Year, uh, Luca Gasol, uh, Grant, uh, Paul Gasol, I should say, Grant Hill, uh, Michael Jordan, Buck Williams, Paul Arizin, and Will Chamberlain, and then seven Duke, seven Duke Blue Devils. You guys want to take a, take a guess at those? Oh, you said one, right? Grant Hill. Who? That's the including Grant Hill, the only NBA player to graduate Duke, or at least to be go to Duke and then make it to the NBA and make the Hall of Fame. Duke has one player in the Hall of Fame
1: and two coaches. So he actually isn't the one that I was saying that we were already referred to, but
3: uh, so Mr. oh, the other one being RJ Barrett. Yes, twenty nineteen. Sorry.
4: Okay. So it's five more. There's Jason five Tatum. More.
3: Jason Tatum. Well done. Cool.
2: Jabari Parker. So he was uh, the pick. Oh. Jaleel yes, Local 4, sorry. you're thinking. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Jaleel. Yeah. I'm not looking at the list, by the way. Uh, yes. Good. So men, we've men gotten, gotten four, four now, right? Men
3: of Honor here. Yeah. Um, you've yeah, gotten. Not... So I said Grant Hill. Grant Hill. Uh, Jaleel Okafor. Oh, Jason got Tatum. One. Christian Laettner. Christian Laettner. There you go. Grant Hill's teammate. So there's two more. Recent. Uh, 2002 and I'll give you the
2: 1952. 2002? Yes. So no, should it be picked- the other way around that you give John the 2002 and he gets the 1952? <laughs> I'm not going um, to get the 52 one. Um, the
3: 1952 one will test how, how mature all of us are. The, the man's name was Dick Groat.
4: Dick Groat. Richard Grote. Anyway, the 2002. Um, Wait, hold NBA. on. The 2002 was that not the was that the J. Williams draft? No. So that was the year probably after the J. Williams draft. Probably, because J. Williams went second. He was Duke. So who went third the year after him? Was on that Duke team. Was that the mm, Brand? Was around that time? I'm trying mm-hmm. to think who was on one of those teams. So you go back and make sure that I got the right one. No, I'm sure you did. I just I'm blank. Yeah. Um. All right. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna. His cheat. dad gonna was an NBA list. coach. Coach.
2: This is gonna be so obvious, and I'm gonna. I'm not gonna get it. I looked at the list by accident, and then saw the name. So Who is it? Say it say it, Jeremy. I don't know. Mike Dunleavy. Mike ah, oh,
3: fucking yeah. Dunleavy was the third pick in the draft. God nice damn he it. Was. Nice he was. she um, was. And then there are seven players. I did, I've done this with the last two picks. Um, seven players since 1980 to make the finals with the team that drafted them. Seven players that didn't have to win. They just made the finals with the team that drafted them. Okay. So, uh, Jeremy, if you want to go first this time. Tatum is won. Tatum's one, as well as Michael Jordan. Well, okay, Michael Jordan, but Tatum's teammate, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown. That's three right there. Okay. Since Since, when? Since since nineteen eighty. But the teams that does Kevin McHale count? Kevin McHale counts. Uh, Kevin McHale counts because Um, that
1: pick was that pick wasn't originally, or maybe I'm mistaken. It's the I'm I'm thinking of the Joe Barry Carroll trade. He was
3: drafted by Boston. He was Boston drafted. Yeah. Okay. They traded for the pick before the. Oh, they traded from one down to three. I think so, yeah. Yeah, they traded one for Parrish and then got three back and took McHale. That uh, genius red hour back. I mean, one of the greatest <laughs> trades of all time. Yeah, uh, so Kevin McHale is another. So that's four that have been said so far. Michael Jordan, Kevin McHale, uh, Tatum, and Brown. There's one recent, very obvious one. that uh, ranks very high, unless you talk to me. That ranks very high unless we talk How to many you. Patreon pods have we been on that I've trashed a human being? Probably Harden. James, James, James Harden, Harden. yes.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm yeah. the, I so frequently forget that he was ever on that basketball team. That Yeah.
3: Team. Yeah. Made the finals with the right. the as a sixth man, James Harden. Yes, he did. Um so what do we got? Two left? Two
4: left. Maybe. One, it hurts Knicks fans because the team he made the finals with beat the
3: Knicks in the finals.
4: Oh, oh, uh, Otis Thorpe. No. No, Otis Thorpe wasn't the third pick in the draft.
3: Sean Elliott was, though. (sighs) With the Spurs in 1999. Yeah. And the other one I don't think you guys will get. It's an 80s guy. An 80s guy? Well, there weren't
4: that many teams. to, So it had to be someone on the... Made it with Houston. Third pick in 1983. Oh, uh, no, he wasn't, still, he wasn't with them.
1: The third Small pick p- in 1983. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Not saying anything. The third pick in 1983 made the finals with Houston when they went to the finals in 1994 and 1995. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, do you have an answer?
2: I know it's not Ralph Sampson.
1: Ralph Sampson? <laughs> <What, laughs> no, hold on. One more question. Was it like a relevant player on that team? Uh, he was a starter. This is going to be so easy and obvious, and I'm going to blow it.
2: I know Greg Anthony was not taken that high.
1: No. Well, Greg Anthony was on the Knicks. Yeah.
2: No, I'm, not, I'm sorry. Who am I thinking of?
1: So the, so the starters, so Kenny Smith was enough. on that team. Mm-hmm. Kenny That's Smith was, was drafted by the Kings. Um, it, Sam cell obviously was much later. Robert Ory was much later. I don't even think Robert Ory was. was
3: oh, no. Was he drafted by the Rockets? He rocket? was. Off, sure. The guy we're talking about was off the Rockets by 1988. Wait, so then who so wasn't on. there but, for 94. 95. Oh, I thought you said, was he there for eighty five, eighty six? 86? My bad.
2: No, no, no. Juggling Oh, 85. wasn't I'm, on the Knicks in 94. I'm, I'm trying to think of the 94,
3: It's Rodney
1: McRae. It's Rodney. McCray. Oh, I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. I, it's, okay. I said now it's now I an 80s
3: guy. He was drafted in 1983. Yeah. Yeah. Rodney McRae. Um, so yeah, a little history about the fourth pick and, uh, excuse me, the third pick in the draft. We're not doing the fourth pick until next week, guys. Um, now you make me look up where, uh, well, boy, was I off Otis Thorpe.
1: Not only was he not drafted by the Rockets, he was drafted ninth overall. Bad job by me.
3: Uh, that's um, in six weeks. Don't worry. You have plenty <laughs> of time to take Otis Thorpe. So for All right. those who are here for the first time and don't know how the draft order is determined, we use the convoluted, uh, process. Um, of a deck of cards and doing high card draw. I have one in front of me. These two trust that I'm going to play the game fair. And those of you watching on YouTube, you see, because we go in age order, so Jeremy first. Okay, youngest to oldest. That Jeremy's card is a... Okay. can't see the too card. Much, I the Oh, it's a joker, so that's out. <laughs> Apologies, everybody. I'll do the card again. This is the most consequential... Yes. one of these things. So I was—that's actually a question I should ask at the beginning. Is this a, if you get the first pick, you win
2: draft? It's tense. Like it's look at look at the LeBron Cavs. I was about mm. no, I was literally about to say it is if you fuck this up,
4: you like it's not auto, Nothing's automatic, but like
3: bad job Pot, by you. Potentially, could you pass on? A certain obvious pick like the Blazers did because of the depth
2: at said position. You could do that. Are you are you doing
3: (laughs) I'm just asking a question? Are you
2: avoiding best player available? Because I'm just asking a question.
3: I look back at our first pick draft and it's like, of course, I gotta take Kareem too. You you know, not realizing if I take Magic too, I probably still get it. A Hall of Fame center. I'm not taking John Wall with my last pick. No, He's no, my, you're right. No, I, you're right, Andrew. We we
1: have we have we have Darren Fox. We don't we don't need to draft.
3: There you go. See yeah, now you're, now you're with me. All right. So Jeremy, your card is a five. Don't like that. No, don't like that. Okay. On, Shuffle come again. Come now this is you, right? This is me. My pick is. It would be hilarious. This this scenario where I said should I pass on Michael Jordan? All right. My card is a. 10. All right. So I'm at least a two pick.
1: Okay. Okay.
3: I don't love that. But John, I'm going to shuffle again. One more time. And John, your card is a... (laughs)
2: Three. Oh fuck
3: you. Oh fuck! <laughs> I get to go first. Jeremy gets to go second. Mm. This is why you don't tank, folks, because the lottery <laughs> is random and you never know if you'll end up with the number one pick. You could be tanking all year for Zion and you end up with RJ Barrett, but we love RJ Barrett, so we're okay with that. How long have we been doing this podcast? I've been tanking the whole time. Yeah, right, this is what I <laughs> just get just to get to. The- <laughs> yeah, just to get here, and I get this. OK, Um. so with the number, let me let me update the Google Doc. Uh. By the way, John, if you want to look at I have two Google Docs out there, one with the full list of players taken with the third pick and then one with our our regular Google Doc that has the list of picks taken. All right. Uh, I don't I trust up, any of your I don't trust any of your docs. I'm keeping my own. Google. I will be updating both throughout. So if you want to see who drafts who. Um, regardless, um, the order as just determined is me and then Jeremy and then Jonathan Macri. Fuck. Um, are you guys ready to get this going? Oh, yeah. So, I, sure. I think it's obvious who the first two picks are going to be. I think so. I'm going to discuss the strategy in my head that I was hinting at before. Michael Jordan was obviously taking third overall in 1994, 1984. Um, Wilt Chamberlain was also taken fourth overall. And my thought, because center isn't as deep, is that maybe you take the center now. There are a lot of guards at the third pick overall. A trend in NBA drafts is that the two centers go or the big men go first. And then you start to look at the wing around the third pick. I'm not going to make the same mistake. That the GM that Jeremy mentioned earlier that I totally knew before this, this conversation, uh, that he made in 1984. And with the first pick, I will be taking our no Michael Jordan. That's you're going Dick Groat. You know what? I have more picks available. Yeah. Hmm. One thing I don't think we have to, and we're too late now, but I thought about asking you guys if you want to add an extra bench spot. No, nah, we're good. I think the third pick's like the deepest one so far.
4: Yeah, no. It's it's deep
2: enough for uh, for Dick Roat. It's (laughs) (laughs) it's like throwing a hot dog uh, down a hallway.
3: (laughs) 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 I am ten years old. Everybody, Jeremy, your pick, sir.
2: Oh, oh, this is so tough. This is this is really tough. (sighs) John, you may want to close your eyes, shut your ears off. As best you can, because um, this this player, he's apparently the next Michael Jordan. It's according to, to Dr. You're not back. doing this.
4: You're not no. doing
2: this.
4: No. No way. He's, he's not the what? what?
2: I'm Hold not doing on. what?
3: Okay. I'll wait. I'll, I'll let him say words. What do you mean? Hold on. Go
4: ahead. Go ahead. Do what you're going to do. I can do it. Why not?
2: Why
3: shouldn't I? Hold on, yeah. Jer- okay, go ahead, Jeremy. If you want to do it.
2: <laughs> no, no, I don't think I will. I don't think I will. I think
3: we I'm talked f- him out of it. Unfortunately, <laughs> Jeremy. There was, is... was some big. There was a
1: big Chris Evans at the end of Endgame energy right there. Don't yeah. Think I
3: will. Uh-huh, no, don't think I will. Yeah. Okay. So the first pick was Michael Jordan, and
2: the second yeah. pick is. Ugh. See, this is a a tough one because part of me knows that there are great players who have been further along in their careers. And then another one is that I know Luka Doncic exists. But I'm not going to do that
4: because, well,
2: similar to what Andrew was saying, the challenges involved. And I know I'm picking fifth and I'll get someone good. So um man, I'm gonna go with it. I've been dragging this out long enough. My grandmother saw him play in high school. I'm going with Wilt Chamberlain. Okay, Jesus that Christ. was sick, Jeremy. <laughs> that was so painful. <laughs> I was you know why it was? That you, didn't you know see why it him. was? Because it, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> okay. I was looking over the list again. And I was like, oh, wait a second. Their reaction is telling me I should glance at this list. Let me stall.
3: My thought (laughs) was MJ or Wilt because then I get a great center and it's like the third or fourth or fifth or whoever puts Mm -hmm. him in the top five. Yeah, no, I I know And then there's all these other guards on the on the board. So see,
2: I learned from my We landed the plane, don't worry which was taking the wrong player (laughs) without looking at the list more comprehensively. There you go. So uh, yeah, Will Chamberlain.
3: So Michael Jordan's off the board. Wilt Chamberlain. Good good job by you guys taking two
1: of the six greatest players to ever play the game. There you go. Don't worry. Are these
4: available? That's great.
1: Um, There are... I just want to be transparent. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There are seven players, I think, have a legitimate argument to be picked in this spot. Maybe you could stretch it to eight. Um, I I I, I have eh, maybe, geez, maybe you could stretch it to nine. Um, I have it though as like it's a it's a pretty wide pool. I think there's a lot of guys who are obviously very deserving um to have their their names read. Uh the um the first pick is gonna be a, a the one that just
4: screams to me, if I was if I did not take this guy, I, I think I would be Well, I'm double I'm I'm wondering, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to pull a Jeremy.
1: I'm done telling the kids to get off my lawn. My two picks are Luka Doncic and Joel Embiid. Wow. I am taking the two guys who out of everybody that is available with one exception, who I think I can get on the way back around. um, I'm taking the two guys who I think at their ceiling, that they have already shown are the best two talents left on the board. And I trust that the voters will not penalize me because they have played a combined, how many years of NBA basketball, 10, nine,
4: eight, whatever, Uh, not a high number, but I think those, Oh boy. I think those are the picks here. And I'm bypassing, I'm bypassing a few options, but I, I think I have a chance to get at least one of them on the way back.
3: I, so I'll just be totally honest with you. If I had gotten the third pick, there was thought to this exact combo. So I actually agree with the logic there. Um, these are two current perennial MVP candidates, perennial if Nicole Jokic didn't exist, all team, first team, all NBA candidates and wouldn't shock me if in the next three or four years we see these two play in the finals. So no I, don't, I actually don't think this was as like like I commend the pick is what I'm saying. It's not as brazen or brave it, as as I think you made it out to be.
1: It it's t- well, I, I don't want to say too much more because I don't want to give away too much, but like it was painful to bypass certain names that mm-hmm. I just bypassed. That's all I'll say.
2: Jeremy, you're up. You have one pick. So this is a challenge for me because I think there are two players in particular that i that are really quality. One who is better or at least has, a, has more accolades, so to speak. Mm-hmm. The other who does not. But, and there's always a but. Position-wise, it's a little wow. tricky. So here's where I'm going to go. I'm going to pass on the mvp and go with because the people decide oh i
4: hate
1: this
2: i hate mellow anthony i i i I knew andrew would have two picks and he would he would take one with him with one of them so
3: jeremy i sat here and started praying yeah dad it stopped working oh my (laughs) god Yep. So I hate that. Old
1: Testament, bitches. I hate that the person who almost passed on Wilt. <laughs> I, I wanted you to take the guy that you were going to take, and I, so I hate that
4: because mm-hmm.
1: I wanted you to pay for your sins. No. But I love the fact that now you put Andrew in. I have to do it. I
2: the most to. untenable position. It's not easy. I do not envy him at all.
3: I bought a mellow jersey today. I'm not even. Did you really? Well, oh, I bought a mellow me. jersey today. No, I'll buy it and okay. wear it. You know, he's not on my. God damn it, Jeremy! Oh, uh, can I
2: trade the? You oh just, yeah, I'm just talking about you. Can trade me and Michael now. Jordan, Harrison, oh, no. Lauren, Van. Yeah,
3: That's not bad. Uh, don't worry, Dad. Stopped watching. Um, <laughs> fuck. All right. Um, I think you got other. I mean, they're good names on the board. Here's the
1: tough part. Even if you could talk yourself into two other picks besides the guy that I mean we could just say because we all know we're talking about besides James Harden who's your least I think you're your least favorite player in the league
3: he's my Russ
1: yeah exactly even if you could talk yourself into two other guys besides him as being reasonable choices you then know that you would be giving Jeremy the guy that he was hemming and hawing about between him and Anthony so it's like mm-hmm. you want to give him that
2: satisfaction there are other really good players on the board there, there are other. Really, I, distract, I, I'm not sure. Do whatever react. you want. I'm, I'd be yeah. fine. <laughs> I'm not that. as like
3: Mellow was the play. player I wanted. I know not like the positional, like whether it's a smart pick. It was literally like if I have one, can I, I'll be honest, John. If I had gotten three, Mello is gonna be one of the picks. I don't think that's. I don't think that's, I, don't think that's I would have gotten. I, it would have been my first if I had gotten three, okay. which is why when that ten popped up, it was like, all right, time to pray. And here we go. All right. We got to move the draft along. James Harden is my first pick. The MVP Good job of the by mm-hmm. 2018 season. And then in the playoffs, like a bum, he <laughs> um, forgot how to make three pointers because in the playoffs, you don't get foul calls. And then as a result, you can't try to trick the refs like you do in the regular season. Um, James Harden on my team. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. And then he forced his way to Brooklyn and made them trade everything. And then for some reason, he wasn't reading his group texts with Kyrie. And then he realized it during the season. Wait, this guy's not playing and forced his way out of the situation. He forced his way into and now he's in Philadelphia, the most loser city in the world. OK, James Harden, ladies and gentlemen. That's a good job. OK. Um, I, I don't want my mood to be that Annoying the rest of the draft, so I'm gonna try and cheer up. <laughs> take somebody you like this, like yeah. it is. There's deep. multiple options. It's so here. deep, I'm done at guard, which is the funny part because I was thinking of passing on guard to go to the other depth plays. Um, so there's two I'm looking at. I just I don't trust you two. I think you two would put me in a situation where I would be fucked at center if I don't take a center now. I have no idea which way you're going. By the way, yeah, me neither. I am looking at one center that is is not. He, he honestly, it's an early pick. It's literally because I will look back and be like, "Oh fuck, I have to take somebody not that good with," um, the, you know. So you're taking at a center. I took John. I was about Wall to say, it is cancer time, Jeremy, baby. I took John Wall in the first pick draft. I don't want to get stuck in that situation again. And there I'm are gonna, not a lot of centers, unless the, the name coming out of your mouth right now is the. I, I should just stop talking.
1: Just
2: yeah, just let him do it. Let him do his thing.
3: I have no idea what that's even. T- take that's your
4: even take
2: your player.
3: It. Take your pick. Make your pick. Um, I, I don't think you guys will let him get back to me. I'll take Paul Gasol.
2: Wow. He, uh,
3: okay, I'll go analytics here. He is third overall in win shares for the third pick. He made the finals twice. He was a perennial all-star. You know, well, John, he was, you did your Cody made the
2: finals f- twice. He that, was he that, was the seventy-fifth. If you ask player. a lot
3: of Lakers fans and basketball historians, the most important player on the Lakers in 2010 for the finals was Baughus and should well, have the final But you MVP? have to
2: get to the finals in order for him to. Bloom. No, I'm not saying
3: like, he, I said he's a clear number two on the team. Yeah, listen, of centers, bad. he's the third best center in this draft. And I would push back on that number one without
4: saying, OK, I'm
1: going to push back on that number one. Number two, I do want to give you credit because, as you know, I did my top 75 list and I think Powell was either 74 or 75. He, he was one on my le- yeah. yeah, he was but he was at the, he was at the very end. It was like a group of 10 players and I was hemming and hawing and I ultimately went with him because I'm like if you look at every other multi-time champion in the NBA in NBA history and you look at the, who the the clear second best player was on that team, meaning there's a gap between Pagasol and whoever you consider the third best player on those two Lakers championship teams. Like those players are considered amongst the 75 like the greatest players of all time. And Powell didn't make that list. I, you know, not an egregious error because he didn't have some other accolades and like his story isn't like the neatest one. But like this is a this is a dude that made All NBA in freaking Chicago, which people like don't even think about. Like he's 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 really good. Okay, mm-hmm. so that means it's back to Jeremy.
2: Yep. So uh, I'm going to go with kills me because you know how much I hate them, Boston Celtics.
4: Oh, you're going. This is this this is not the. I'm going to go with
2: Jason place. Tatum. Wow. Mm, yep. This mm-hmm. is an age pick. This is an age this is pick. Cool. This is also yeah. I, but what do you mean, Jesus Christ? Like he's I, I think he's, no, he's really good. Fantastic player. His really two time all NBA already, clearly was an instrumental part in his rookie year. in the bubble, going to the finals this year. Obviously, he still has work to do. But I mean, for me, this is also partially upside. I know that that's not necessarily the focus of it, but um, I'm in a really good spot. I've got a great front court. So mm, I can kind okay. of I can play around with this so I'm going to go with Jason Tatum.
4: This is great. Um because this draft so so far through through 8 picks
3: which I guess it, you want because it's entertaining, you know.
1: It's amazing because the guy that I was
3: starting to say uh, my first
1: pick is going to be with my heart because in my mind and in, in my in my heart, my gut, whatever whatever part of the body you want to say, um he is among the five to 10 most underrated players in NBA history, um, he had the misfortune of playing in an era where it was really freaking tough to advance in the Eastern Conference playoffs, especially if you were not a member of either the Pistons or the Celtics and later the Bulls. Um, but Dominique Wilkins was a fucking badass. And uh, he averaged how many points for his career? A, a shade under 25 points for his career. Uh, third pick out of Georgia, actually drafted by Utah. Not many people know that. And then immediately traded to Atlanta. Um, this dude was a, uh, aside from being obviously a Hall of Famer, he was 75th anniversary guy, seven time All-NBA. Um, and he is one of the few players in the 80s not named um, Michael Jordan to win a scoring title. He was the truth. And uh, I still remember the brief rumors that the Knicks were going to get him. And I want to say that was a 93, 92 or 93. Maybe it was 94. It was somewhere in that range. And I was so excited. And then, of course, it didn't happen. Um, Dominique Wilkins is one of my first is my first pick here. And um, it's a pretty easy one.
3: That's why I said it was the age thing. I thought Jeremy was going Dominique. Then when you said Celtics, thought you're going a different Celtic. And
2: that's and who I'm that taking right pick? now. Okay. And now I'm taking
1: Kevin good. McHale. So Kevin McHale, I was going
2: to go with McHale next. So good call.
1: I, I mean, you just, um, Andrew, you just talked about Pagasol being second best player on two title teams. Uh, Kevin McHale, I think, gets the nod over Robert Parish, And he was the best second best player on three title teams. And then uh, they made it to, how many finals did they make? Five, six? The Celtics? Or, yeah, in
3: the 80s. 80, 81, five, right 81, 80, 81, 80,
1: 83, 84, 86. Yeah. They made five. Yeah. So, you know, significant figure. Uh, I was not watching basketball when he was still playing, but from everything you read and all the highlight tapes and stuff you watch, uh, he's one of the, I don't know, two or three most difficult low post players to guard in the history of the league, So yeah, uh, I'm going double forward here: Dominique Wilkins and
4: Kevin McHale. Jeremy, you're up.
2: Most surprised this player is still on the board, quite honestly. But he's not anymore. Who? Well, I was accused of uh, being too juvenile with my Jason Tatum pick, which is fair. So I'm going to go in the opposite direction. Go with uh, old school. Pistol Pete. Pistol Pete. Oh,
3: Kerevich. fuck. I was counting on him making it back. Ah, well, he's I, gone.
2: Was no, he was getting past me. Nope. Okay, yeah, so, uh, yeah. You know, Pistol Pete, I remember a story where I think he would be dribbling outside of his car like, as he'd be driving or going to school or something. He'd have to, he dribbled everywhere. He was a wizard with the ball. Uh, incredible. <laughs> gone too soon, obviously. Four-time mm. All-NBA, five-time All-Star, made the 75th anniversary team, Hall of Famer. Like He's... He slots right in since I need guards. And um, I got to tell you, my team's looking good. It's I, looking real good. Can
1: I just say, like, Pistol Pete, as I was doing the research for the 75, top 75 list, I would say him, He's in. he was unequivocally in the top five of players where the resume does not say top 75 at all. It does not say, like, there are, I don't know how many guys, but there were a lot of guys. it. He he should not have made the list. If it was just based on the resume, but pistol Pete is one of those guys that again, we never saw him play live. There's only tapes that exist, but like anyone who ever saw that dude was like, Oh yeah, there's nobody who ever did on a basketball court. What this guy did. So I, I respect the hell out of the pick. I thought he'd fall back to me. I really did.
2: Not. Yeah.
3: Sorry, John. Yeah. Okay, so I have two picks uh, to recap draft so far. Um, wow, Jeremy, very Celtic-y. Although you got, you got Wilt, so you're fine. Um, <laughs> A sixer. I have Paul Gasol, Michael Jordan, and James Harden. Jeremy has Wilt Chamberlain and Carmelo Anthony and Jason Tatum and Pete, Pistol Pete Maravich. John has Joel Embiid, Dominique Wilkins, Kevin McHale, and Luka Doncic. Um, with my first pick... Um. Damn, I was really kind of. I was hoping Pistol Pete would get back to me too. To you you honest. were banking on Pete. Pete, that's fine There's a uh, there's some injury plays to make here. You mean that, you mean like what ifs? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean like, Pist- Pistol
1: Pete's arguably the greatest
3: what if in NBA history, right, but there's one right below him that, as far as like the numbers say that you want to give his career through. In fact, there's two now that I'm looking at it. There's one that's standing out to me as I'm looking at the
1: list. In terms, you're right. There's two. There's two. There's,
3: there's two that now that I'm staring at it. The problem yeah. is I also would have to not honor the exercise for position because I've already taken two guards. And like I'd be locking myself out of any guards of the rest of the draft if I took them. Um, no, screw
4: it. I will take. So Grant Hill is gonna be one of my forwards. That's that makes sense.
3: And then I'm lucky enough that I just got into basketball to see him play and know that if anybody was in like was watching basketball in the mid 90s, the Penny Hardaway movement,
4: yeah.
3: um, I'll go Penny Hardaway and Grant Hill.
1: That's a great, that's a great
3: double pick. Yeah. And I'll put Penny Hardaway on my bench because he's a guard. The issue with Penny, obviously, is his career
4: was essentially four seasons.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, I'm going peak here. You know, I'm, I also, he, four seasons, he made the, he made he all made, NBA first team, I believe, one of those years, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The, the do over with his career is specifically Orlando front office based. Like if they just keep Shaq, what does, Penny's career look like. Well, yeah, but the injury know? part of it is is real. But like, does the injury happen? Because they're not now. Penny go play 40 minutes a game. Uh, that's are a, they, tough game. Are they that's a tough Are they more yin and yanging at that point? They were an unstoppable force in the mid-90s. I, trust me, I, I remember yeah. watching Penny
1: um, and it, I, 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 I distinctly remember the notion that like after the uh, Warriors gave up three future first round picks mm-hmm. to swap Penny for Chris Webber, Midway through that first season, it was like, holy shit. They gave up all these picks to get the worst guy of the two. Yeah. Um, I think history swung the other way on Weber, the Weber penny thing. But still, it was you said it that was a movement.
3: Jeremy, you are up. I'm just I mean, Grant Hill, another injury guy that I mean, the Michael Jordan comps in the 90s, John.
1: Oh, but but give Hill, give kill all the credit in the world. He by sheer force of will still like had a second ha- a, a legitimate second act of his career where he was I mean shit you could say he was the second most important player on that conference finals team in Phoenix Derek Rosey you know or very Derek Rosey except more I think further in the playoffs and like he was, yeah
3: the Grant Hill peak was longer. It was never as high before the injuries showed up as Derek Rose's was. Derek Rose won the MVP in a year that LeBron existed. I, like, that's so my point, you know?
1: R- Rose won that MVP. I don't think anyone thinks Derek Rose, I, we, I don't, we don't have to get off on a but like, I don't think anyone thinks Derek Rose is like the best player yeah. in the sport. There was definitely a one to two year stretch where it was like Penny Hardaway is unquestionably the Grant best Hill. young player in the sport. And then it's just a question of like, is he already a top five player in the league? And then, you know, start to go downhill.
3: But I'm saying downhill. Interesting. Um, Grant Hill, though, I think his prime was like from when he got drafted to whenever that ankle injury in the playoffs where he was limping off the court was, which is funny because that injury happened in a contract year. So he was going into free agency meetings in crutches. Like I watched a documentary on him a few years ago, and yeah, he still like, got a max. He still got a max contract from Orlando, and he barely played for Orlando. Yeah. You know, Orlando's got like a sneaky, incompetent history. Let Shack it. Let Shack go. the The yeah. Tim Duncan thing, where Tim Duncan wanted yeah. to go to Orlando and was like, "I'd like to hire some people." Like, like I'd like to have in my contract that these other people get brought along? And Orlando's like, no. And he's like, alright, I'll go back to I'll go back to San Antonio. How they botched the Dwight era. Although they didn't make the finals with Dwight. A lot you of what ifs there. A, yeah, lot a lot of what, of what ifs. Alright, Jeremy, now your pick.
2: So this is going to be similar to the Mellow versus James Harden conundrum I had, where I'm actually going to probably pick the slightly worse player. But I think it's because of the... Durability over time. So I'm going to go with Bradley Beal for this one.
4: Mm, interesting.
2: There was another player who I don't have to say his name, but um, in my opinion, he had a remarkable peak earlier in his career. And then the drop off was significant. And I just would rather go with someone who's been, you know, around that, but you know, like the same, similar accolades, but longer durability over time. And to you me, the player that's you're more, talking
3: about now, Jeremy. Wow. Yeah. You're not wrong either.
2: No, I'm not. And yeah. also, I, I know I have a lot of Celtics on my team, but I couldn't, <laughs> even though this player is not a Celtic, I could not in good conscience take him. So,
1: no, I, yeah,
3: now I know. Yeah. Um, okay. Bradley Beal, potential future worst contract in the NBA. One might yeah, argue that no trade current. clause is yeah. just
2: crazy, but good it's, for him.
3: Yeah. Good for So, him. you may sense a trend
4: started with honoring the kids.
1: Second, oh. second, second group of guys. Jeez, bringing it back to the '80s, and now we are going full on. Fuck them, kids. Um, my two picks, and I, wrote, I understand. Come and, on down. <laughs> my two picks, and I understand. I, I have neither of these is a guard, and I still need a starting guard. I don't care. And you wouldn't take either of these guys. I don't care either. They are the players that deserve to be drafted now, which is why I am picking them. Paul Arizon, mm-hmm. one of the 75 greatest players of all time.
3: Retired before JFK, while JFK was still alive. <laughs> Listen, man,
1: <laughs> do, do you need me to read Paul Arizon's stats? I can do it. Oh, do you that need you it? to read them? 10 time NBA All Star. Mm-hmm. Um, was the best player on a championship team. How many of those guys are out there? Not many. Finished second in MVP one year, finished third in MVP another year, finished fifth another year. I understand it was the 50s. He's, it's Paul Harrison. I mean, he's one of those guys. I know he's not like, you know, doesn't have the same stature as like, I'm trying to think of, of, of uh, oh, my God, um, Bob Pettit. Mm-hmm. But he's close. He's not that far away. So Paul Harrison and the other guy who I'm really excited to take just so I have an excuse to say his name and maybe get some people listening to this podcast to Google him and look up
3: his stats is Nate Thurman. I was going to say you're Nate Thurman here. I was and that's why Dick, I, wrote. Dick
1: wrote. <laughs> <laughs> that's why when you were like, oh, I need a center like Nate Thurman again. 75th anniversary team. Um in inclusion, because I, I forget where I read it, but I and I apologize, I'm not giving credit. If someone listening to this wants to remind me where who said this. Like, he was better than Bill Russell on offense, and he was better than Wilt Chamberlain on defense. And the combination of like the two way play just made him a devastating force in the league for a very long time. He made the All Star team seven times. Um, he averaged. Uh, 15 and 15 on the dot for his career. And it was a long career. He played almost a thousand NBA games, Uh, you know, again, and like the last thing I'll say about Nate Thurman, go look at the other centers in the league during like the time where he was making all defense teams and where he was making all-star teams and where he was getting MVP votes. Like there's a reason why he doesn't have any all NBAs on his resume. And that's because it was, you know, some of the greatest players of all time. Like Kareem was in the, in the league when Nate Thurman was there. He was playing during the greatest era of centers ever. And uh, his accolades suffered because of that, but great player nonetheless. So yeah, Paul Ayers and Nate Thurman.
3: Very John couple picks right there. Got to stay true to myself. I'm I'm proud of you. Um, there was no way, especially now that I'm seeing the comments in the reaction to our second pick draft, when you said... You know, you should win, Andrew, and you have all the guys that are from the 50s and 60s and 70s. And the response is literally like, I have
2: 7% of the vote currently. Um, I, I saw that. There was no chance I was to go in with. But to be fair, John should have won that. That was a very excellent draft by John. Actually, The second one. The first one was on me. And the people believe that, too. Mm hmm.
3: I actually thought you would get more of the vote because Bill Russell's on your team and he's obviously on the consciousness of everybody, but th- listen, let's not influence the vote. I didn't. I drafted Pau Gasol because I believe in him, not because I think more people voting will have seen him play. You're so Jeremy, you're up. <laughs> Nate uh, would put Pau Gasol in the basket. Uh, right now? Well, thought about right now. Yeah, yeah, I think if you dropped Pau Gasol into the 1950s, they would have no idea what to do with him. Pau Gasol had a lot of 1950s to his game, actually. And there's no like alien nature to him. You're right. My point is like, okay, put Jason, put Luca in the 1950s. We would legitimately wonder yeah, if but, like, aliens had arrived.
1: So what are we gonna, you know, is like we're we're so how how much are we gonna downplay, you know, the, the accomplishments of these guys? I mean, I understand a lot of our listeners like don't really care about these dudes, but like Again, they had a lot of really qualified people making that NBA 75 Mm -hmm. list. It's not a perfect list. And the fact that both of those, these guys were on it, I think says something, you know, and there were a lot of great players who were not. So it, it, you know, carry carry some
3: weight. I'm going to say two things and quote, two people that I respect their opinions for, as far as the quality of the 1950s and sixties, shout out to Ray Marcano, who was a guest on our pod to talk about Russell. And he Brings up how more athletic it is, which is why I did the deep dive on YouTube, which probably doesn't give me even a hint of the appreciation for those players that I should have. It is not as like bad as some make it huh. out to be. Huh. I will also quote JJ Redick, another person I respect that there were some plumbers and janitors in the 50s and 60s and Don Nelson shooting free throws from his knees yet starting game seven of the NBA finals and playing almost the entire game. For the Celtics. Look,
2: yes, I agree, but we also have to consider that a balanced diet in nineteen fifty seven was mm. what? Like a stick of butter, like of Marlboro, five cigarettes. <laughs> um That's my point. We're
3: healthier, the athletes are better now. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Could you imagine right. if you put like LeBron in the fifties and the the million dollars he puts uh, on his body just doesn't exist. I mean, So like LeBron is just
2: we, we can play this is just out. Maravich, yeah. Uh,
3: okay
2: okay no. Jeremy you're up uh, I guess I have to take him now because he's still here even though I sort of threw him under the bus in a comparison conversation but I'll take uh, Darren Williams yeah. Darren Williams. he was my guy he wasn't was... ended up on my team no that's fair but he's Brooklyn. you know again like he was really good in Utah he was incredible and then he had what one good season with Brooklyn or kind of a couple
3: the yeah. last one where they the one where they made the playoffs as the three seed and lost to the Bulls Yeah, am four seed and four four seed lost to the Bulls. I was like, I thought Darren Williams was still good. Yeah, I know.
2: It came a point where he just became a very good individual player, and I never really felt that he would be more than that. And he kind of wasn't. And then he had a ridiculously steep drop off.
1: It 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 was the drop off was so sudden, and he became maybe the worst contract in the league. It felt like almost overnight. Yeah. And but all you need to know about Darren Williams was there was a stretch of. I don't know, maybe a year where there was a legitimate who's better, Deron or Chris Paul conversation. Mm-hmm. And that was a real thing. So
3: what book did I read? I'm trying to think what book it was about the summer, not the summer of 2010, but my justification always for why like the mellow trade wasn't like was wanted to happen if the Knicks wanted to get mellow was because Brooklyn Brooklyn wanted mellow also. Denver yeah. said they were gonna trade him. Yeah. And Brooklyn like Made an offer, and then when it wasn't accepted, the next day they made the same offer to Utah for Darren Williams. Like that twenty-four hour period where Mello and then Darren Williams yeah. got traded. Yep. So the the trade package that everybody is like the Knicks gave up too much. It, the exact same trade package that are similar in levels of trade package got Darren Williams, who was an All Star yeah. at the time. You know. You know. Uh, um,
1: I was about to say Evan Turner.
3: Uh, uh Derek
1: favors. Didn't turn out to be, you know, what a lot of people thought he was going to be. But at the time, like he was a, I mean, a big time prospect.
3: That that trade's so much more different if they take Boogie. You know, if it's Demarcus Cousins going back and they're just playing the, like if Uh, like similar to Shade. you'll just those who don't know the Nets went ten what twelve and seventy and got the three pick or the yeah the three pick and took Derek Favors three and then Demarcus Cousins went fourth. So no, cousins went fifth. fifth. Oh, so fourth. So even better, they two teams missed on him. The point being that New Jersey at the time tanked, and I mean, this isn't a thing on tanking. It's just like they lost as many games as possible. Didn't get the one pick, which was John Wall, and then at three could have taken Demarcus Cousins, which makes that trade look even worse if they trade Demarcus Cousins and Devin Harris to Utah. Although I don't think, I don't think Demarcus Cousins would have loved Utah. Yeah, I, I don't.
1: I don't know if anybody be, should be crying home uh, that they didn't they didn't get
3: uh, Demarcus Cousins. I well, well, we'll talk in two weeks. We'll You're up, two, them, Jack. Two, two, oh, two. I have first. two picks. Oh, I was stalling so well. Oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna let you keep doing it. So I have two picks remaining. Um, I have a non-guard. Oh, so I can even take two centers and two forwards. I'll give you to take a center and a forward or two forwards there. Math. Um, the forwards. It's another reason why I wanted mellow because the forward position is not the center position. It's not as deep, but it's also not, it's not great either. Make a deal. What do you want? To, what do you want from mellow? I'll give
2: you mellow. If you give me Michael Jordan. No,
3: <laughs> Okay. Great. I'll be no. honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I took a meeting. But I eventually slept on and said this is a joke from Patreon where we're doing the trade value uh, and John's like, which team takes the meeting and which team hangs up immediately. And that's how you know what where a player should rank. And fair. I took a beating, but that's because what mellow means to me, not because he's better than Michael Jordan, obviously. Uh, you didn't take I'll a just, meeting.
2: You're taking a beating because yeah,
3: well well done, Jeremy. Yeah. I will
2: just say
1: that like I so I can't draft the forward, so I'm just gonna shout him out. hmm
3: like Buck Williams looking right at him. Yeah. I just don't know if enough people have seen Buck. Williams. So he, recording.
1: he played too long to the point where his last two years were with the Knicks and he was a bit player on those teams. Although I will always love him because he came to a Knicks camp that I attended, but like the last two years of his career, he averaged like six and five points a game and like was not a
3: meaningful player for the first decade of Buck Williams career. He was 15, 11. Um, That's what I know. Buck Williams as though is the, back end so i'm trying to honor the exercise in players i've seen he, the homework that comes in and knowing that he is probably going to be my next pick is what i'm hoping people do when they hear like three-time all-star you mentioned like a, a solid 18 and 12 for the first i, I mean i could just do the ranking here. no and like it, even sorry I don't okay, but yeah, like he, first he, seven so, years of his career he averaged 16 and 12 he for the so he was on some not great
1: Nets teams, but like those Nets teams made the playoffs. They only won one playoff round in that time. But like, this is a dude who you know, he had playoff series where he averaged 20 and 10, and then he went to Portland. Um, when Portland was good and in those like the 90 playoffs, 91 playoffs, 92 playoffs, I think he even stuck around through like the, the 93, 94. Like, he was still a double double dude in in years where they were appearing in like the finals and like. Man, Buck Williams was like he was really I know he's not he's not, he's not the sexiest pick here, but, but that dude's he's
3: good. Thank you for talking up my next pick, John. I'll take Buck Williams with my next pick in the draft. I just can't have Jeremy win another draft. <laughs> <What can happen? laughs> so you're helping Nike? <laughs> Collusion. <laughs> Collusion. Uh, it's like literally the 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 worst thing you could possibly do. Um okay. Um
1: Charles Smith is available.
3: Yeah, I know. Every now and then you got (laughs) to, you got to go to your constituents and ask, what do you want? And pull the people and ask what they want to see happen. And since I appreciate the listeners of this podcast so much, Oh, he's going to do it. And because I believe in the future of our young stud out of, out of Canada, my final pick with my second bench selection, <laughs> pandering Mr. Rowan Alexander. You say Rowan, Rowan excuse me. Rowan, Rowan you don't Alexander, it, Alexander Rowan. Barrett, Barrett Jr. Barrett. Yes, RJ Barrett. I hope this wins you the drafts. I really, I genuinely
1: do. <laughs> um, Jeremy, we don't have to say the spot, RJ Barrett.
3: <laughs> Other than why do you hate him? And that he was the third pick out of Duke, but the number one recruit going to Duke until people. You know, saw Zion Williams in play. Uh, averaged twenty points a game last year. had a clutch shot against the Celtics to turn their season around. Should have made first team or uh, first or second team All Rookie, despite the haters out there that think he shouldn't have. Maybe some of them have been friends of the pod in the past. R.J. Barrett, ladies and gentlemen, future Hall of Famer. Ooh, listen, you took two future Hall of Famers that are young, Luka Doncic and Joel Embiid. I took R.J. Barrett. I I, took Jason Tatum. I took R.J. Barrett. You know what? I'm returning my mellow jersey and getting an R.J. Barrett jersey. How
1: much hate mail would I get if I'm like, I hope R.J. Barrett contributes as meaningfully to winning basketball games over the course of his career as Buck Williams did?
3: Uh, You'd get a lot of hate mail. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I won't say that out loud. Don't say it. Don't say it out loud. Jeremy, you go. Chant me up.
2: Um, Yeah. I'm going to give this one. I'm going to take former... And future Brooklyn net Jalen Brown.
3: I was what well, that oh, was. Thank God. If I was taking seriously, that was going to be the guy I took.
2: Yeah. No. I mean, really? Yes. Yes. He's also. I got to he's team. had a better career thus far than RJ Barrett. Why do I hate RJ Barrett? I don't. <laughs> I love RJ Barrett, but thus far, he's had a better career. He had a better finals than RJ Barrett has um, had. Not look, that RJ Barrett will have, but has had. I'm not going to win this draft, and that's fine. But who totally are you looking cool.
1: at that we like totally cool passing with it. on? I think I did the best. Chauncey Billups.
3: Oh, finals MVP. Yeah. Finals MVP. It's an H fell, thing, though. Fell yeah. further.
2: Oh. No, admittedly, he fell further. If I didn't need a point guard, I, I probably would have gone that way.
3: I also can't take a guard. That's the other part. It,
1: well, I was hoping he would fall. But just again, real, real, real quick. Um, Three time all NBA in addition to the five all star teams um, played a really long time. And like, I know you don't get too much credit for being a, a compiler, but you know, still threw up 5,000 assists in his career, 15,000 points. Not too many guys that have 15,000 points and 5,000 assists to get him with the last pick in this draft. Um, yeah, best player on the finals team. Again, I like my team. I know I'm not gonna win, but I like my team.
3: No, nah, I don't. I, I, I said it at the top this is the most talent I think we've had so far. The fact that Chauncey Billups went players. last. I couldn't take a guard. I my know. Guard, I know. My guards but- are Michael Jordan, James Harden and Penny Hardaway. Yeah.
2: Darren Williams. So.
3: Yeah. Could we just, I will so- say Chauncey Phillips over Darren Williams. I would have done, but I'm yeah, not, sure. I don't know if it's but- so egregious that like it, John, you needed a guard. You played, I actually think you played the draft, right. And waited on guard. When I was doing my research and writing a cheat sheet out, it's why I said there's so many players as we go through honorable mentions that weren't taken. Maybe we should add an extra spot, but like Jerry Stackhouse, not taken. Baron Davis, not taken. Like these about, are guys I have moments with. Abdul, uh, Sharif, Sharif Abdul Abdulrahim, excuse me. Raheem. Like Christian Laettner, if you're counting in well, college. We're not. Bill Cartwright, Listen, not taken.
1: Marquise Johnson. Marquise Johnson is a guy, mm-hmm. again, a lot of our younger listeners will not know. He finished sixth in MVP in the 1981 season. He was a what did he make, five all, five-time All-Star. Uh, three-time All NBA, like this is a guy who was not going to get drafted. Probably even if we did an additional round, um, you know. And I, I won't read the names of people who were dead before Chris Perciano was born. But like a lot of
3: older players here, yeah, you'll read the going. ones that were dead before JFK was dead. Um, Terrible. <laughs> I mean, um, listen,
2: I have Lamelo on my team. All played during the Eisenhower administration. Yes, That's he did kind of a long time ago.
3: I put well, like LaMelo
1: Sh- on my cheat sheet, by the way. I think Lamelo's legit. Yeah. I think Sean Elliott. Mm-hmm. Um, did someone say Al Horford? Because if not, Al he Harford. was my
3: he was my fifth center listed, which is why I was like, I'm not getting stuck with Al Horford. If you guys go on a run of centers, I'm screwed. So that's why yeah. I took Gasol.
1: You know, but like it's it's a it's a real it really does show and Jeremy, you you threw this chart in a I think in a PowerPoint at some point within the last couple of years showing the value for every draft pick. And then I distinctly remember, cause then obviously the first pick is the highest value. And then there's a little bit of a dip for two and then it goes up for three. So historically the third pick is the second most valuable pick in, in NBA history to have. Yeah, there you go.
2: This was good. RJ
3: Barrett.
1: <laughs> he's going to make All it right. even better. He's going to make it stronger. He's going to, he's going to make me my Buck Williams comment.
2: That you didn't make. That you didn't make. make. Yeah.
3: That is stricken from the record, even though this is a podcast. Uh, Let's read our teams. John. Uh, My
1: starting five is at guards, Luka Doncic and Chauncey Billups. At center, Joel Embiid. At forwards, Dominique Wilkins and Kevin McHale. And as backups,
2: love the old timers. Paul Arizon and Nate Thurman. Giddy Mm. up. Jeremy. My team. uh, Starting at the guard spots, Pistol Pete Maravich and Bradley Beal. The forward selections are Carmelo Anthony and Jason Tatum at center. Wilt the stilt Chamberlain and then rounding up my bench, Darren Williams and Jalen Brown.
3: My team at guard at six foot six from North Carolina. <laughs> that was good. Michael Jordan, uh, some bum named James Harden at forward Grant Hill and Buck Williams. At center Pau Gasol. My two bench spots are Anthony Hardaway, Anthony Penny Hardaway and RJ Maple Mamba Barrett. Man,
4: I don't know if we joked about it before the pod. I think you might be pulling a.
2: You pulled a LeBron. And, and they, yes. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is the Ots, Cavaliers. I don't yeah. I don't think it's as bad as you think it is. I just think maybe
3: maybe the. If I if Melo gets back to me then I would feel more confident with my team.
1: If 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 you got Michael fucking Jordan on your team, maybe know. you know what we should do? We should pause the polling, let the polling go, take a trip to Miami for 4 years and then come back <laughs> and then finish the poll at
2: that time and then maybe then you'll win it. Michael there Jordan's go. actually going to come to my team. It's ah, so gonna, gonna see how good my team is. Okay. He wants and to play. <laughs> he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't want to beat him. I don't know the other Tatum. direction.
3: You guys think I should have been going? I gotta <laughs> No, you be went the right way. it's no, just it's, just, a, just, it's a
2: challenge. It's tough. Yeah. It's tricky.
3: The team building uh, aspect of this. If I, I'm telling, I I know how you guys are. I know how strategic Jeremy can be. If I go Jason Tatum over Paul Gasol, there, I would ha- I would end up taking Al Horford as my starting center with my last pick.
4: That which, was the, re- I think the direction
3: this is going. I,
4: I think
1: that would have been fine. Yeah. Right. We I wanted different a better center too.
2: Okay. But you spent time before this pouring through stats, right? Yeah. Seeing the better players. Yeah. I logged on and I, I made these great selections. It's just like a fantasy football draft where you uh-huh. just like pick randomly and it's like, oh, cool. That's I, why I, you almost passed on Wilt Chamberlain, Jeremy. <laughs> almost.
3: <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm I saying <laughs> I took pal Gasol, which if anybody wants to do their homework, has the fourth most win shares among players taken with the third pick overall shout out to John and Oz for their influence of analytics in my life. Are are you against analytics now, John? Because he's also fifth in in value over replacement player. I love
4: Pagasol.
3: It It sounds like you think LeBron would leave him to go to Miami. Okay. Um, Shout out to both of
1: you. This was a great draft. We are going to go now. Um, I will say this. For for a real good time, tune in again next week for the fourth pick draft where there is not only no obvious first pick, but man, uh, there are it, that one's going to get interesting because yeah. it's a let me say it is a motley crew of folk uh, that are available in the in the fourth pick historically throughout NBA history. Um, as always, we appreciate you and uh, you're spending your time with us over the course of the summer as we do these. Uh, don't forget to vote. Vote, vote, vote. Your vote counts in the Twitter poll that Andrew will put up on... When do you put it up? Tuesday?
3: On Twitter. On Twitter. On, on Tuesday though, i usually put it up. Right? Either Tuesday or Wednesday. I Tuesday Wednesday. I put it up or Thursday for this week just because okay. we got a little busy, but... A little um, bit. Yeah. So, uh, vote and uh, vote for me and that
1: <laughs> is all... Thank you again. Have a great rest of your week.